Welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. friends, and welcome back to our St. Andrew's podcast. What a great thing it is for us to be back together again here at St. Andrew's, where we are a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith that's centered in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we hope that you are feeling centered today as you listen to this episode. I am in studio with two great guys who are going to help us with our episode today. The first of those being Pastor D.A. Bennett. How are you? I'm going to be honest. I'm struggling. You're struggling. Yeah. We just had a staff lunch at a local eatery here yes. in South Oklahoma City, and I am so full that I am really needing a nap right now. Uh, so I'm struggling to, yeah. to, if I get nonsensical during the midst of this, we'll everybody why. will just understand, it's you know. It's like a turkey coma. It, as it, we're it, all it almost is, ready although I had chicken week. for lunch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not quite as bad as turkey because like chickens mini, are smaller. Mini coma. <laughs> So great. Well, I'm glad. I, it was a great lunch, actually. I really enjoyed it. Jeff, how about you? No, it was fantastic, but I'm struggling because <laughs> not only did we eat at that wonderful establishment, yeah, but the teachers here yeah. have done a potluck, and I'm sitting here staring at your dessert. Yeah. I could... Uh, Go get you some as soon as we're done recording. I don't know that I'm generous enough to share. Well, I, don't, I don't blame you there either. Already, I took a little taste and I licked the fork. I don't oh, think you'd right, want Right, right. He's only thinking of you, Jeff. That's well, right. It's not a brownie, so we're good. <laughs> they do have some brownie-looking thing oh, down there. Oh, I am I'm, telling you. Like, I'm in trouble. As we move into this holiday season and the amount of food that we are all going to be able to enjoy, I am so looking forward to it. Here's what happens uh, at St. Andrew's a week before Christmas is people bring staff yeah. Yes, Yes, we get cookies, we get cheese logs. Right. (laughs) Man, I'm glad I got a big family to help me eat all this. (laughs) I know, right? So the generosity of people is awesome. It is It's nice to be thought of. You are so right about that. Well, as we dive into the episode today, it's fun to just take a recap over these last, goodness, is it eight weeks? Seven Uh, weeks? Six Six, weeks. I'm just working my way backwards. It's been a good, fun time that we have had in the Walk This Way series. And we started it out talking about what it means to walk this way. We talked about Jesus and the person of Jesus Christ and walking in relationship with him. And then we talked about the importance of walking by faith, by believing and not Mm -hmm. by seeing. And then we talked about the importance of walking in the light and not in the darkness, that you can't walk in both of those. Right. You can't hedge your bets on your relationship with Christ. Yeah. Hot or cold, light or dark. Exactly. That's exactly right. And then we talked about how what what the Lord requires of us, which is to walk humbly with him or in conformity with his will. Then we also talked about having the kind of faith that you get out of the boat and walk on the waves. And I just love this whole idea about walking because I think it's really fun to dissect each one of these. It really is. And look at all those stories. And and one of the things that's amazing to me are, is some of the feedback we've gotten on the podcast and the sermon yeah. series. Uh, you know, people saying, wow, that was really meaningful. Or yeah. I got a call earlier this week. A guy said, you know, I wasn't going to come to church. I woke up and I was just kind of dragging, but mm-hmm. felt like the Lord told me to go to church. She said, and I was really blessed wow. by what happened. And I so, love that. Uh, yeah, it's, that's what I love to hear because that's our prayer. 
prayer is, yeah. even though it may sound like us, we want people to hear God. Yes, and, um, absolutely. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Well, and then this past Sunday, we talked about really one of my favorite stories from the Old Testament that, you know, we seem to talk a lot about in children's Sunday school, but we right. don't often focus on it a lot when we're talking with adults. But it's just such a great story about Joshua and the Israelites and how God had shown them, this is the land I'm going to give to you, but there's people there. So you can't right. just, yeah. you know, you, you can't just have the land because somebody else already has it. And then he tells them with the city of Jericho, which has these huge walls, it's a fortified city, you're right. not going to be able to take it down. And uh, then God tells them exactly what they need to do. Yeah, Jericho, and, and I'd never really thought about this because when you're reading through the book of Joshua in the mm-hmm. Bible, it's like, okay, they, they got Jericho and then they went to, I don't know how you say it, I say it AI because that's how it's spelled. Right, you know, they, yeah. They went to, and, and they're reading all these towns and, you, and we often don't know that much about them. We don't know the size right. of them. We get a glimpse of the geography because we know the route that they took. But when I started you know, reading about, well, Jericho really was a city that would be a major city like on an interstate highway. Like right. Once you leave Oklahoma City, if you're heading to the northeast on Interstate 44, Tulsa is the next big city. Right. And then after that, it's going to be Joplin. Jericho was one of those kind mm-hmm. of cities. And it was because of the walls they had around yeah. them. I mean, it's just an impregnable um, fortress. Yeah. And that's when I started thinking, you know, God was telling them, I'm going to take down the biggest, baddest city you're going to have to conquer right off the bat. Yes. It's not like, oh, we're going to have a few uh, gimmies and then we're going to get to Jericho. <laughs> right. No, I mean, he started off with the big one first. I love that. And and I, I just love it too. And I love the specifics that God gives about how they are going to take the walls right. down because he really does get very specific about the order that they need to walk in, how many times they need to walk, what they need to do, what the priests are going to do, where the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. is going to be, all those things. And and I love I love it when God gets specific. Isn't that what we desire so much to when we're, we're asking God, what do you want me to do? And our desire is just be specific. Just tell me. Yeah, turn right. Turn left. Yes, yeah, just, exactly. Just, just and this something. is a great story of that. Well, and, and the visual, and I, I mentioned this, I think, in one of the services, but really didn't pick up on it, is this is a nation. This is hundreds yeah. of thousands of people yeah. that are camped about. And if I understood the scripture right, correctly it's like for the six days it was just the fighting men yes that okay, walked around but yes. even then you're talking thousands of people walking around the city so right. this was no small group this is an army yeah and then the seventh day it's like the whole community goes around i mean i've almost got to believe that they could almost stretch around the city in yeah. an unbroken circle. Right. Uh, and if I'm in Jericho and I, the scripture said, you know, they were already afraid because they heard what they had done to uh, the Egyptians. Yeah. That was 40 plus years ago. Right. Uh, and now yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, now they're here. I, it, you know, it's one of those things. I think the people of Jericho were so afraid mm-hmm. before God knocked the walls down. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just really pretty cool. So I like how you take it and you you help us to understand some things uh, in, in a little bit of the symbolism that's in the story as well. Like when we come up against a wall, when we hit a wall spiritually, what do we do? So tell us a little bit about what well, you said Well, and, and again, I think there's probably a few different ways that people can 
interpret this and apply it. But for me, what I was really trying to focus on is in this walk with Jesus. Okay. uh, I'm not going to walk in darkness. I'm going to walk by light. I'm I'm not going to walk by seeing. I'm going to walk by believing. And, you know, we, we take that and we practice that and that's how we live our lives. But sometimes even when we're doing all the right things, Mm -hmm. suddenly we find ourselves in a place where it's like, I just don't feel like I'm growing spiritual Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, I, I read the Bible and I don't feel like God's speaking to me. Yeah. And sometimes that's because it's just so familiar. You know, what am I going to do? Right. And, uh, and other times it's like, God, I know there's a word in here, but, you know, my heart's just kind of in a cold place yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, I pray and God, I, I don't even feel like I know how to pray anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all get that way, but oh, I, yeah. when, you know, even with some people in the church right now that are just facing some yeah. really hard stuff, it's like, Lord, I don't even know what to pray right. about this. I, it's like you just hit this yeah. wall and so when we hit a wall spiritually part of what i wanted us to think of is mm-hmm. number one it happens to everybody yes you know definitely it, it's not something's wrong with you uh, but when we hit the wall spiritually god then has our attention yeah. to do something new yeah in, in us and, yeah i uh, agree so it, it, have y'all ever had an experience that you know of or what maybe it was you or maybe it was a a friend that you just could see they hit the wall spiritually and Mm. they didn't feel good about it and they weren't exactly sure what to do yeah what about you jeff anything come to mind i mean i've had the you know uh experience where uh, i think i shared it once before Mm. drums i just yeah uh, same song i'm tired of playing the same song you know just going through the motions and uh, i mean just nothing I really wanted to do there at the time, and and yeah. somebody came up and was like, "Man, that really that really spoke." And yeah. I'm like, yeah. How? What? what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, for for me, I guess that would be my yeah. spiritual. Yeah. You know, but but coming back on the hindsight, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that that blessed somebody else, it meant something to yeah. to them when I was like, mm, yeah, right, you know, I, meant something. I love that too because I, I love it that you bring that up. I think a lot of times we rely on our feelings so much about how we feel about something that we forget that even. Even when our feelings aren't in sync with what God is doing, it doesn't mean God's not doing something. Right. You know what I mean? And right, I think exactly. that's a great example of well, that. Well, and, and I even mentioned that, and I remember it, probably nobody else does, but, you know, I said, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by feeling. Yes. Because it, it it's so easy sometimes. It's like, God, I just don't feel like this is accomplishing anything. Yeah. That's what we feel. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's that whole unseen, invisible uh, work that God yeah. does in another realm that we don't see or understand yeah. that he's doing something. And that's I, what we trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had an associate at the church I uh, served before coming to St. Andrews. Um, we needed a guy with a very specific skill set. We needed someone to help us in the area of outreach and evangelism mm-hmm. because we just weren't doing well. And we uh, had a few different people apply that we interviewed, but the guy we hired was a young Pentecostal guy. And, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, when you think of the that some are called to be evangelists, he is called to be an evangelist. Oh, wow. so I could have talked to somebody about Jesus, and they're like, yeah, that's really interesting. He talks to them about Jesus, and the heavens open, and the birds sing. And, <laughs> and they're giving know, their lives to Christ. Exactly. And, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's how it works. And, I love that. And, and that is wonderful. Uh-huh. But uh, he'd been on staff with us for a couple of years, and, and you know, not being United Methodist, I just I began to wonder, how long is he going to do this? Yeah. How, how long is he going to be content yeah. to serve in the role that we're asking him to serve in um and he came in my office one day and he goes man he goes 
I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> and you're going, uh-oh. And, and you're like, yeah, thank you, God. Uh, but he said, you know, I, I just feel like I'm kind of spinning my wheels and I'm reading the scripture where the fishermen have fished all night and they haven't caught any fish. Mm-hmm. And, and the next day they see Jesus and Jesus says, well, cast your net on the other side of the boat. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, because, sure. Because you're the son of God. I guess we'll <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, And he said, I've just been asking God, you know, what, what is that for me? And he yeah. goes, I've, I've come across a situation in a church, uh, in Florida and they've mm-hmm. offered me a position and yeah. I want to take that. And I'm like, man, I just wondered how much longer you're going to be here. And yeah. there, there was no, he didn't need to be afraid that I was going to get mad or have my feelings hurt. No, I, I, I think when we walk that way, yeah. God knits our hearts together yeah you know uh and and as it was after he left and moved down there which he was um he was following the guy who was the founding pastor of a church it was about 12 years old oh, wow. and we were going to florida to visit him and he said so how are things going at the church i said well it's funny you should ask uh-huh. <laughs> i said right before we left to come down here i got called and i got asked to move to st andrews in mm-hmm. oklahoma city mm-hmm. Uh, I said, so tell me, what's it like following the founding pastor after 12 years? Because that was exactly the situation with Bob Feist. Right. And he starts telling me all this stuff. I said, no, 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 don't tell me what I told you. Tell me what's really right and right. true. <laughs> uh, but it, it really was. You know, sometimes we hit that wall spiritually. We, yeah. we shouldn't be surprised by that. Mm-hmm. But I think that does become a critical time that we begin to listen. Yes. And uh we continue to to search because the scriptures say if you seek God with your whole heart, yeah. you will find him. And so one of the things that we emphasize in the sermon is when we hit the wall, we got to keep walking yes. until the wall falls. You know, Jeff, it's like when you were talking about, you know, I'm tired of playing this song, yeah. you know, play it blindfolded with yeah. one hand behind my back, throwing a stick at the pastor, you know, <laughs> all, all that kind of stuff. And then somebody else comes up because God was doing something in their life and their spirit yeah. that day that said, man, I really needed that. Yeah. Um, you, you keep walking. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important too, that we, that we remember that because Oftentimes when we do hit the wall, when you think about the idea of hitting a wall, it's usually going to stop you, right? Right. I mean, just it's metaphorical or not metaphorical. It's going to stop you. And so I thought that that was so good for you to say you keep walking. And, you know, the interesting thing about hitting the wall is that God did not ask the Israelites to go through the wall. No. He asked them to go around the wall and then God was the one that tore the wall down. So I, I love how, uh, when you, when you were talking about, um, we're going to talk about this in just a second, but I'm going to skip ahead a second Okay, where, where you said to follow God's commands and God will knock the walls down right. for you. I, I think that that was so important in this story and in our lives, because sometimes you're going to think the only way through something when you hit the wall is to go through the wall. Well, God is the one that knocks walls down. He is right. the one that does that. And so God may be saying something that doesn't make sense to you. He may be saying, walk around the walls, you know, seven times or shout in praise or whatever it is that's going to be for your particular situation. And he's going to say those things that may not make sense. But if you do what he says and you keep walking and you don't let it stop you, it, it, then you'll see the evidence of what God is doing. I, th- I think this is one of the things that we see in the lives of Christian people in America today. Mm-hmm. And that is 
it, it's easy. Again, we've talked about this so many times before. A lot of people that come to church are consumers. Yeah. I want to get all that I can out of this church. Yeah. And when they have consumed all the religious goods and services they can, they hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's when they stop. And, and that's when critical spirits come in and people start to grumble and complain. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the pastor's doing this. Yeah. Or, you know, the music's doing this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it just trying to find blame yeah. to put somewhere and that's when they're like i just i'm just not going back mm-hmm. and it's not that they're saying maybe it's time for me to move down the road i think ultimately that's what happens to a lot of them right but if they've been to you know two three four churches and they keep having the same experience they keep hitting the wall and yeah. the answer is just go somewhere else yeah just just keep walking mm-hmm. you know keep walking keep you know following the way Mm -hmm. keep that connection with jesus and it's not the time to say i'm not going to pray anymore what's the use god never answers my prayers no 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 you keep praying or i'm not going to read the bible anymore i just i don't understand it and it's confusing no 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 no. yeah keep reading the bible that is god speaking to us or i'm not going to serve you know we feed homeless people every week and they're still hungry the next week and we only feed them Mm -hmm. one day no 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 keep serving i mean we we keep walking Mm -hmm. um because that's what God has called us to do. Yes, exactly. And in God's time and God's way, when God is ready, God makes the wall to fall down. God brings it about. Yeah, it's so, so good. And so as as we're talking about that and following God's commands, how do you think it was for the Israelites when Joshua told them what to do? Do you often wonder if they were, if they were thinking, this dude is crazy. We followed some crazy people. We followed yeah. Moses. We're following Joshua. This guy's crazy. Or do you think they were like, yeah, let's do it? <laughs> That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you do you have a thought on that, Jeff? Do you have a thought on I that? Know. I mean, you know, uh, I think sometimes God asks us to do some crazy off the wall things. And, I do. <laughs> and you know, and it's always for a purpose. You might not yeah. know what that purpose is. Yeah. Right there in that moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But if it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. You, you find out it's like kind of what you were talking yeah. about. You know. You, want to hear God give you specific directions, yeah. turn left, turn right, yeah. you know, um, and you don't necessarily quote unquote get that at that time, Yeah. but you look back months down the road and you're like, no, he actually was giving mm-hmm. me yes. specific yeah. yes. directions. He was. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I mean, again, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. So there, I don't think everybody was on board with right. this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, doubt it. Maybe that talks about my uh, understanding of human nature. Right. Now, I think there were some, uh, probably the leaders of Israel that said, if this is what God says we're going to do, we're going to do it. Yeah. Did you not just walk through the Jordan on dry land instead of walking, right. having to wade, you know, chest deep water carrying yeah. your possessions? Didn't we just see God do this? Yep. And God's telling us, all you got to do is walk around the city. Okay, don't make a bit of sense to me, but I'm going to walk around the city. I'm going to yes. do what I'm going to do. I, and all y'all, we need to follow Joshua because Joshua is the one that God has anointed and yes. selected to, to lead our people. Yeah. But I'm sure there were some other people and their faith probably wasn't as... Strong, yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think too about something we were talking about before we started recording. You know, it reminds me of Noah when God told him to build the ark, or you'd also mentioned uh, Jonah when going to Nineveh. Nineveh. So God gives these, like you're saying, Jeff. He does give these instructions, but often they they just don't make sense until later. You know, a lot of times when we read scripture, it's a very clear, short Mm -hmm. statement. Noah. Build an ark. Yes. Jonah, go to Nineveh. Yeah. And 
then his message was very short. Yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you don't yeah. have to expound on that. You nope, just say just that. just say it. You know, Mary, yeah. have a baby. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the directions of God are mm-hmm. so simple and so short. Yeah. And, and that's a place, honestly, uh, that my faith needs to grow more. Mm. You know, that God, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it and I'll try yeah. not to mess it up. Right. That's all you want me to do. I mean... Yeah. Do you need me to expound on this a little? <laughs> you know, that's right. I mean, that's that's all you want me to do. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a thing. You know, what was Israel called to do? March, mm-hmm. blow the trumpets, shout, yeah. boom, God yeah. knocks down the walls. And I, I love the fact this was one of those, I would say this was kind of a revelation God gave me in the midst of worship. You know, we're singing graves into gardens. Yeah. Turns graves into gardens, bones into armies. Uh, seas into highways. Seas into highways. Yep. Thank you turned walls into sidewalks yes you yes know, i mean uh-huh. it's like yeah that's that's it that's what he does this, the, you know only god can do that yeah only god yeah. can do that so, good. so you know the other part of the the thing that we shifted in if you you haven't heard the sermon don't worry about that we're going to tell you what the shift was <laughs> and that is up until this point in the the series everything is basically this is how you as a disciple of jesus live this is how you live as an individual you, yeah. know, you walk this way you walk by faith you walk in light you know you walk humbly all those mm-hmm. things but I, I think we lose something in interpreting this story if we don't understand god didn't say joshua walk around i mean it was you know noah build an ark okay yeah he had to recruit right his sons uh you know, Mary, have a baby. Obviously, she can only do that when, <laughs> herself. <laughs> uh, you know, the Holy yes. Spirit helps her to conceive. Right. But this time is no. I want the people mm-hmm. to do this. It, it was a community of faith, and yeah. and that's one of the things that we we try to preach, we try to practice, and live here at St. Andrews. Is even though while we come to faith individually, we live this walking of a way in community right. that. Um, you know, the, there's an old proverb. I've used it before in a few sermons. I think a lot of people are familiar with it. It says, if you want to run fast, then run alone. Mm-hmm. But if you want to run far, run together. Yeah. And and that's part of what we want to do. And, and Scripture is full of different stories about um, how we need to have relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and this, is, I think, is a vital part of seeing the walls fall. Sometimes there may be a stronghold in our life, um, something in our mind, something in our heart, and God's got to tear that down. But so yeah. many times God chooses to bring other people into our life to to walk with us yeah. through this so that we're not alone. Yeah, it reminds me so much of what we've done with our shoe drive, good shoes, good news, because you know, I can go through my closet and take some shoes to Goodwill or take some shoes to somebody who needs shoes. But when we all get together in community to have a common purpose, then you end up with six or 700 pairs of shoes. I mean, it's amazing when we walk into our worship center right now because we've not yet taken them to Skyline. By the time this airs, they will already be at Skyline. But uh, to walk in there and see the hundreds of pairs of shoes and to think about the impact that's going to be made because we did it as a community is powerful. If you go through your closet and, you know, pair out shoes that you're willing to to give to bless somebody, the only person you're blessing is a woman that wears your size shoes exactly you know, a woman a woman size eight right exactly you know, who I wants some great shoes wants some really awesome shoes, shoes probably the the greatest pair of shoes she would ever receive ever in her in life, her whole life. <laughs> uh, and you know if, if someone 
if I give my shoes, someone's get a size ten, size ten and a half. Yeah. That's what they get. If somebody gets Jeff's shoes, what size are they getting? Uh, be getting a ten and a half mm-hmm. as well. There okay, <laughs> so that that's very limited. Yeah. But when you look at the shoes that people brought, and the understanding was somebody in Oklahoma City needs a pair of shoes your size. Yes. You know, uh, my oldest son wears a twelve. My younger son wears an eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have size fourteen and fifteen yeah. men's shoes, but then we've got newborn shoes yeah and we've got two and three year old size shoes yep. that is some of the, just the exciting thing about what happens if if someone goes to skyline and they're just in need and how big's your family well you know it's it's mom dad and four kids yeah uh guess what we have your sizes yeah because we have walked in community mm-hmm. And and even still, and, and this will be a shameless plug or tease for next year, we're going to do this again next year, yeah. but we're going to do it differently, and we're going to ask others to join us. Mm-hmm. All yeah. I'm going to say about oh, that right now. I can't now, wait. It's so well, exciting. Well, you know. I do. I can't wait. I can't wait for everybody else to know. It's so, so true. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to just recap this series and any other closing thoughts you would have? Uh, I just, again, I, I love it when we get feedback from people mm-hmm. and I know sometimes we can be really excited about stuff and other people aren't, but I just, the way people have responded, the Mm -hmm. the looks on people's faces in worship, the comments we get, this is no doubt God has called us to share this news at at this time. You have any closing thoughts? I just am thankful to everyone who has donated. And also thank you for listening to, uh, to what, what God has put on our hearts about how we need to walk. This is something I think we will all remember forever. And so friends, just because, um, this is the end of this podcast. It is not the end of the series. We're actually going to close out the uh, series the Sunday before Thanksgiving. However, I do want to let you know that because of Thanksgiving week and shortened work schedules, um, some people going to visit family, we will not have a podcast next week. So if you're looking at that and you're like, hey, what happened? I didn't get my reminder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will. This is the last podcast in, in this series. Uh, so if you want to hear the sermon, you don't listen to the sermon. Uh, we have three services on site at 815, 930, and 1050. The 815 is our traditional service. Or uh, you can always join us on Facebook Live or YouTube. And the 815 traditional service is on there in our regular service at 1050. If uh, what you hear is helpful, we always pray that you would share it with a friend who may be struggling with hitting that spiritual wall. And so we uh, hope to see you soon. We appreciate your faithful listening. God bless you. And let's continue to walk this way. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.